Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm Jason. I'm back in the hosting seat. We've got Mike. Hello. Hello. And Lindsay. <laughs> Hello. Mike likes it when I go to him first. He gets all... Caught gets me off guard there. <laughs> I thought you were coming to me there. Oh, well, hey, yeah. I like to keep you both on your toes. That's the, that's the game. Episode three. Uh, episode two was a whirlwind. Yeah, that's, uh, Some good stuff. You recovered? Just. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> that was a, a brilliant episode. If you haven't mm-hmm. listened to it, please head back and listen to... Patrick's story, which is inspiring. It's I I was in the background for the film and I had to step out at one point. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> catching me in the feelings. So yeah, that was it was good. This season we're talking difficulties and troubleshooting. And today we're gonna dive in a little bit more on fitting exercise in, right? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what's the biggest problem, Mike? Yeah, well, I, th- I think we just wanted to touch this this idea that exercise, uh, sorry, life can feel overwhelming as it is sometimes. I think yeah. people, sometimes exercise can feel like just another thing for the to-do list. You know, people have got their work, their home, their kids, their finances, their everything they're trying to take care it's of. Just one more thing and to it, And it's, it's one more level of, one more layer of, of stress. And so we just wanted to, I guess, have a have a chat about you know how to how to make time for it, why to make time for it, fitting things in, um, and ultimately living living a life that that you want to live on on your terms. <laughs> Is that yes. the end? Lindsay <laughs> shook. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm just listening. I think. <laughs> listen, like. I, I like this saying, and again, it's one of these. It might be a little bit trite, but you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Right, so so you have to pick, um, and hopefully we can share some some things that'll help people with this. But one story that really brought this to life for me was again, it's a, it's a travel story. But when I was traveling, you know, there's only so much. Even though I was traveling about just over seven months, there is still only so much you can do, and and you might only spend a few days or a week in a particular city. And I remember this moment where I was in Peru, and I was probably two two and a half months into my travels and I'd done so much stuff there was like this there was this one month I had in Argentina where I went like skydiving and whitewater rafting and I did um, I horse riding and I did all these things and it was hot you know hot weather and I was getting I'd done so much I was getting a bit burned out a little bit and I remember getting to to Peru and there's a couple of memories, but in this this one particular city called Arequipa, I found myself wandering around this monastery place and just thinking to myself, why am I here? Like I'd I'd paid to get in because oh, on right. some on some <laughs> No, sorry, it wasn't it wasn't like I wasn't contemplating my life. I was literally Why am I here? I was literally thinking, what why have I paid to get in yeah. to this particular place? And, you know, you can read in the travel guidebooks or blogs or online or maybe other people you've met and people, oh, you absolutely, you have to, you have to go to this place or you have to go to that place. And that was a moment of thinking, like, sure, it's nice and sometimes you've got to roll the dice a little bit. I was like, I'm not all that interested in this, this, this here. And then from there, that's kind of towards the south in Peru. And, And I went further north and got to Lima which is a capital city. I was I was not going to spend a, 
a large amount of time there. But I remember just thinking, oh, like this church, this or this ruins that is a must see. You've got to go. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going. You know, and I began to like look for a place where I could just chill. And so that I think my next couple of trips up from Lima, I found myself in this beach town called Juan Chaco where there was nothing basically. And I just chilled because I got to a stage where like I can't do everything and I don't even want to do everything. And I think it it makes for a it, it makes for a, a good sort of metaphor of like there are so many different paths you can take in life. There are so many different things that you could put your attention, your focus, your effort, your time, your money. Not all of them are going to give back the same and it's up for you to decide you know, is the monastery the thing you want to go to mm-hmm. or is you going to go climb a volcano or whatever the real life uh, <laughs> equivalents are of these things. But so that's like that, that's a conversation we kind of want to, yeah. to dive into a little I, bit. I think just with talking to many members that they've got so much going on in their lives and they will have a heightened focus of one part. So say it's family or it's career or it's health and fitness you're not going to manage to have a clear focus on all of those things at the same time if it becomes overwhelming. So like a lot of people might just take their focus on family for a while or they'll focus on health and fitness or career. Um, but it's it's then trying to under, get them to understand that we need to find more of a balance in it rather than going all or nothing on all of these. Maybe there's a place that they can all fit, but you need to work at it. Yeah, and I think there's the same time acknowledging like the feeling of balance can be nice, but the reality of life is sometimes you need to go all in on your work mm-hmm. or all in on you know a, a different aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you've just got you've just given birth to kids. It's like, well, that's going to be your everything for yeah, Forever. twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've got a nice quote to summarize that. Yeah, it's it's not my quote, but yeah, like the, I, I love the line. It's like things that matter most must never be at the mercy of things that matter least. And I think the key point is, it's up to you to decide what matters most to you. I think that that's the key thing. I think when we when we try and do everything like I did in Peru, you, just, you end up burning out. It's yeah. definitely like an independence thing, is it? Like being proactive with what you want to do and not taking what you should be doing. Like, it's your life, so you've got to take like, responsibility for it in the direction you want to go in. That's, I think, making task number one the, the most important, whatever one that is in your life at the time. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's, it's very much about deciding what you want from your life and what you want your life to look like. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something I've, I've done for, for a long time, like in previous jobs or, or first job at uni, deciding like, Actually, I quite like working with people here, but I don't like this other aspect of it. And then, so there's a next job that had a bit more of what I liked in a little bit. And but it's ultimately like decided, like trying to live. Like we spoke with Patrick, being deliberate. He spoke about how the MS. I think it was the words he used. He, he brought things into focus a lot mm-hmm. more. Where you're now thinking ahead and going, do I want to be working until I'm 65, or is there something I I can do? to change the course of that, mm-hmm. that that I'm going on. Today kind of thing. Yes, yeah. 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 Think back in season one, when I think maybe the first episode, I, I had this phrase and I think it said something along the lines of, I don't believe in serendipity. And what I actually mean by that is I don't think serendipity is a strategy. I don't think things happen by chance and I don't think things should happen by chance. 
think you need to go out and put yourself in opportunities and seek out the things and the values in your life that you want to achieve. The like you're, you're not a lottery ticket is my one of my all-time favorite things that mm-hmm. sits in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. You're not a lottery ticket. So just go out and, you know, if you want something, go and try and, I know it sounds very TV advert, but, you know, if you want something, go and get that thing, work mm-hmm. towards it. If you aim at nothing, you get nothing. Yeah, well, that's the, that's a, a line I, I like of um, plans don't work, but planning does. Yeah. So you're, again, borrowed from a, a fitness industry sort of colleague of mine, but he he'll say, sure, just because you plan out like exactly what you want your life to look like doesn't mean it's going to happen. But it's highly unlikely that it's going to happen by accident. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's the key thing. And, and again, going back to Patrick, well, you don't know when you're, you know, the next day you might get symptoms, something comes along that totally changes your game. Mm. But he said he can still plan for his wedding to happen in, in November of next year or, or, you know, you can still make the plans. Yeah. So going back a little bit, what are some of the things that, that matter most that we can, like, what are some examples of those? I think it's it's up to someone to de- to decide. And mm-hmm. I think my impression, and again, I want to be careful because I don't want to speak for everybody. My impression is that a lot of people are so busy living the day-to-day of their life that they don't take the time to sort of plan, sharpen the, sh- the sword is the term. I think there's an old... There's an old uh, oh, the, the proverb of, if I had to chop down a tree, it's been the first hour sharpening the sword. Or yeah, if I had 10 hours, it's something. Yeah, like, yeah. If I had 10 hours to, to cut down that, the tree. Absolutely. <laughs> you get the idea. They'll get the idea. Yeah, so people are too busy chopping down the tree where actually let's, let's take a moment to pause, sharpen up the sword and make a better job of chopping down the, t- mm-hmm. the tree. Yeah. And I think that's for... Uh, everybody is individuals to decide what matters most to them and what do they want their life to look like. And then it's, it's of course, putting what they want their life to look like and the actions behind it together. Mm-hmm. So you don't want, like, you know, you want to run a marathon, but you, you do no running training or you don't, it's that you're never going to com- combine those together. So. Yeah, because once you, once you know what you want, and I'm not saying everyone needs to have a five or 10 or 30 year plan or whatever, but if you've got an idea of what you want your life to be, then you can begin to start prioritizing your, your time. Aligning, aligning intentions and actions together. Yeah. And, and because if you, don't, if you don't fill your day or your life with high priority actions, as in high priority to you, yeah. then somebody else, or it's automatically going to fill up with low priority mm-hmm. actions. Give, give an example, like when you get up in the morning and you've, you've got a plan for your day and you're like, chalk off that activity, chalk off the next or take a weekend, who's done this, where you're like, oh, what are you up to this weekend? Nothing, can't wait, <laughs> looking forward to having nothing. And actually you get up and you're like, the day just sort of drifts. It's so like, funny you say that. It fills up with low priority crap. I had an you know absolute I mean? meltdown another weekend because I'd been so, like with life opening up after COVID, been so busy with having plans made that like, you need to be here at that time, you need to be doing this, we're getting picked up. Okay, right, great. And I love being busy. And then um, just a weekend passed, I was sitting there, I got up, no alarm. And I was like, honestly, <laughs> I could not settle. I couldn't, I was like, no, I need to do something. But because nothing was planned, 
I was getting frustrated and I just, I could not stand it. Mm-hmm. And, but then I knew that I needed to have a little bit more of sort of downtime in R&R. But then I thought I should have planned this better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I struggle with planning the unplanned times. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? The irony. You've got to, you've got to plan the rest and the, ah. and the, and the nothing. You've yeah. got to plan to do nothing. I don't know. See, it's, before it's though, that would have not bothered me. But I think through um, lockdown, I, I really delved into, you know, making a to-do list, ticking it off, making a list for the next day because it was the only thing that was getting me through the days to see that I was achieving something. Mm. So since then and doing that, I cannot handle not having a plan on a weekend. Mm. Even if it's the plan to do nothing, I'd still it needs to be written down somewhere. But, but do you know the other thing is when you plan and prioritize what's most important to you, it's far easier to then say no to the things that aren't so important. So you've got that weekend where you're like, yes, I can't wait to do nothing. But actually you've not pl- you've not planned to do nothing, if you if you get me. Mm-hmm. You've not you not come up with a plan and then someone goes, you doing anything this weekend? You fancy coming out for a pint or you fancy yeah. whatever it is. You're, you're then going to get drawn into their priority, not your own. And, you, yeah. know, you had an example of someone we've worked with who uh, their whole two weeks off works like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they've always said, can't wait for my holiday. I've got two weeks off and I've got all these plans. So she so said, yeah, okay. she said she's looking forward to having a holiday away from planning and routine, but she's made all these plans because she, she said yes to every single thing that's come her way. And then by the end of the, the holiday, she feels like she needs another holiday yeah, because she's done nothing for she's her. She's done nothing for her. She's not prioritized her time. She's prioritized seeing other people. Because her plans weren't her plans. Her yeah. plans were other people's uh-huh. plans. Yeah. So, so someone's going, oh, you're off work. Let's meet for a coffee. Uh-huh. Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. So the whole, it's it's a... It's like this whole idea in a, a microcosm, if you will, where you've got you've got those that two week holiday. Instead of living by your own priority, you've lived by everybody else's, and by the end of it, you've gone. <laughs> Have I even had a holiday? That wasn't what I wanted. No. And I think like you could extrapolate that to a whole life, mm-hmm. and it sounds selfish, but it's not because it's your life, and actually you're going to be a better human and show up for other people better if you live by your priority. I think like we spoke and then we speak in one of the other episodes about like let's say kid goes off to uni and what's really yeah. most important to them is art, but their parents force them to do law or something. Yeah, yeah. Like they're always going to have this little thing where it's that wasn't no. that wasn't their their thing. Mm-hmm. It's. What what are some sort of tips that you could you can give to to guide people more into that sense of thought? I, 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 for me, I think people just taking a bit of time to consider what they value, what's most important to them. I, th- I think that's a key thing, and and it shouldn't take an MS diagnosis like Patrick to start going. Actually, I'm going to have to. You know, can we can we not all? Make it make a decision, mm-hmm. or, or not make it. That sounds. That's not what I wanted to say. Like not make a decision, but like take a time and just start thinking about what we want our life to look like. I don't, like. I'm not speaking for everybody, but I I think, well, me included, find that really difficult just to pause and think about what I value, what I want from life, what I want to look like. I think people struggle with that. What do you think, guys? Probably because I don't want to think too far into the future. But then I know that I need to in some sort of, like, I need to know where I'm going. Probably a fine line. There is a very fine line. I I think that's totally okay. Yeah. Do you know what? I think it's totally okay. I love the the analogy of 
you're driving your car at night and you can only see as far as the headlights will, will shine, but you can make the whole journey that way. So I think it's okay. Like I know I'm, it's going to sound like a, a contradiction, but you know what's important to you mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. You might not have it all figured out in like 10 years I want to do this. And ten, like, I'm not sure that's what we're saying, but you know, right, I need to, this is what matters most to me in order for me to feel good on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. That's different from having your life written out, all, all the answers. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I wanted to touch on, obviously, like we're talking about health and fitness. So I wanted to reinforce this idea. So we're, we're juggling all these balls of life and you might, this is, this is again, an, an analogy I've stolen from someone else. I think it might be- We're going to change the name of this podcast. <laughs> it's the analogy show. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's possibly from the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. It might not be, but anyway, that's an all right book. So um, you've got all these balls that you're juggling in life and there's maybe a ball that represents your career, maybe one represents your, your family, maybe one represents your hobby, maybe one's your social circle or whatever, and you've got one for health as well. And, and it's difficult because you've got to juggle all of these balls. But what he said was that the ball that represents your health, your health and fitness, is made of glass. So that's the one you don't want to drop. You know, like some of the other ones, you know, you maybe don't speak to one of your pals for a couple of months, that ball can bounce and you can pick it up again. Mm-hmm. But when you let go of your health for too long, you could probably go a couple of months to be fair, but but when you drop that ball for too long, it's difficult. It's difficult. So that's- They'll all start to drop probably. Well, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, listen, that's what was. That was brilliant, Lynn. <laughs> so like, Juggling the ball, like you don't have to juggle all of them, though. You can put one down, and yeah, well, it depends yeah, what's I, important. I, th- I think so. I think mm-hmm. you're you're going to go through phases in your life where, like, you've just don't have so much of a choice that you've got to just put more more focus into your. You know, like I said, you've you've maybe just started a family, or you've maybe just started a business. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to pour pour everything into that. Um, having said that, like in, in my example, that that was one of the things since opening AKR, I was determined not. And I know a lot of like, the irony is there's a lot of gym owners or personal trainers that as they're, as they're building up, their own health and fitness suffers because they don't get their workouts in. But that was one thing I, I made sure like not to drop because it's just the, it's just the power of exercise. Like even mm-hmm. what Patrick spoke um, last week for, his, for mm-hmm. his MS, but it's one of those things that you get back the, the, the time you give to exercise, yeah. you get back far more. I get more than an hour's worth out of an hour's mm-hmm. workout, if that it's makes a sense. a good investment to make. Yeah, it's, and that's the word, isn't it? It's an investment. Mm-hmm. So, so even, even the, you know, if people are spending more on, on healthier eating habits or hiring a coach or buying home gym equipment, if they use it, like <laughs> it's, it's all, uh, but it, it is all an investment yeah. because what you get back is, is far more powerful than, you know, you get back double what you put in or more than what you put in. But even things like hiring a coach, you're actually delegating that out and letting it be someone else's problem or someone else's priority for you that you just need to turn up to it now. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's, that's another important piece. If you, know what's, if you know what's the best or most important use of your time and energy and attention and focus, then by default, like your life's going to be better if you spend more time 
doing those things in the in the areas that are that are more important to you. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I don't know. I've got an example. You got that. an example. Yeah, go for, for, go like, for us. So moving into a new flat, bit of garden. I'm thinking, yes, I'm going to become a gardener. It's going to be easy. I'm going to have all the time in the world. That was through winter. It looked beautiful come spring, and then hit maybe May. I'm like, oh, that's a weed. That's another weed. That's another weed. And I'm thinking, I don't have the time or effort or want right now to prioritize gardening. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I need to get somebody in to help me here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an example of that in your life. Like, I think my time and effort is better put somewhere else than weeding. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's not a priority task for me, but I did think it was going to be, but it's just far too yeah. much effort. So I'm going to delegate that to somebody else so they do it for me. Yeah, and and so there's a cost. If you were to say, if you were to hire a gardener, there's a cost, but the benefit is in your life Mm because now you've got the. And of course, you need to have the money in order to pay for the gardener or whatever. But now you can you can spend that three hours on a Saturday afternoon doing something that's more likely not weeding to benefit your life. Yeah, towards my values and what I want from it. Yeah, yeah, and maybe one day I will be the gardener, but right now it's too much. But (laughs) but if if someone did that in a work setting, and could spend more hours doing the stuff they were more effective at mm-hmm. and delegate the other parts they could probably uh, develop their career further you know make more money doing doing that do, do you know what i mean yeah. so so delegating in that way doesn't always need to be a cost and especially like what jay said about hiring a coach mm-hmm. well now you don't need to think about what you're doing in the gym if you're doing it effectively yeah you just you just show up, mm-hmm. you just show mm-hmm. up. And so you freed up that mental space, that angst, you're probably gonna get better results faster, stay on track longer. So it, so yeah, it's yeah. back to that word, it's an investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some some values to you that you, you sort of make sure you, you get in weekly, for example? What, to keep life yeah, going to keep, forward? Yeah, to keep your life taking over and to make sure you're heading in the direction that you want to be heading. Is there, is there things that you do? Listen, we're, we're of course, we're totally biased, but for me, energy is everything, right? So if I don't, if I don't get my workouts in, if I don't feel good physically, I'm not going to feel good mentally. My relationships aren't going to be as good. I'm not going to be as productive at work. It's all that, like it's like that episode we had before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can't let that ball go. That's why even when I opened the gym, that was the most important thing for me. And I, I accept that that's not the case for it. I don't have kids. I don't have. Like my my career is in this industry, yeah. Yeah. so other people have other other things going on. So I don't expect that to be number one on everybody's list, but mm-hmm. it is it is for me. So what do you do to make sure that that's a priority in your day? Do you plan it in? Do you do you, do you put it on a calendar? Do you? How do you focus on that? Yes, I do that. I think here's a maybe a more interesting answer is that your day. Let's look, let's look at it the other way around. How you show up in your day will sh- will demonstrate to you what you value most. So, what you, where are you where where are you most disciplined with your time? What do you talk about most? Where do you spend your money? Where do you spend your energy? All of that will tell you what you value most. What do you fill your space with? Like at home, do you have like pictures of holidays all all in your house? Pictures of family? Picture uh, books? or you spend all your money on learning and courses, or you spend your money on fashion or meeting social, meeting with friends and things like that. So you can, like to flip that the other way around, you can say, well, what do I value most? 
okay, well, where do I spend my time? Where do I spend my money? How do I fill my space? What do I think about most? What do I speak externally and internally to myself about most? And that will demonstrate to you what you value most, which okay. could be then, okay, so therefore, where do I, how, how do I want to set up my life so that I can live more in those things that I value most? Yeah. I, think that, I think, sorry, just to sort of reinforce, I think what I was saying before, that a lot of people find it hard to delve into that. They don't know where to start, but I think that's a really good example of flipping it and being like, mm. okay, what do I fill my, my days with? That's what I value. Yeah. And I think if you can start there, then you can start to delve a little bit deeper on that. Yeah. What energizes you? Where, again, here's a, a good one. What are, you, what, are you, what are you spontaneously inclined to do? So here's, here's something that you don't ever have to motivate me to do is go and watch Man U. <laughs> Man United. Like if there's a game on, I don't go, geez, about Just because they got Ronaldo now. Know, <laughs> I don't need to hire a coach to instruct me to go and watch the game. I don't need to, mm-hmm. I don't need to psych myself up to do it. I just go and do it. Now, obviously, like that's not going to make me money or help my health or or stuff like that. It's something I enjoy doing, but it's an example that I'm that I'm I'm, I'm just going to do it. So similarly, where are people most? Where are you most energized and disciplined and structured and organized with your time? Probably suggests that's something that's quite high on your values. You so I was just going to add then. So then, if we're if we're talking about how do I fit? exercise and health and fitness in my life well to me that's like it's one of the analogies we shared before it's almost like a cheat code right because if i can if i can square away the health and fitness stuff it makes everything easier it makes everything better it's it's like a i don't know it's like a turbo boost right so because if i'm fit and healthy then everything everything's better so if my highest value was something that's unrelated to that it's like, okay, well, how does fitting in a workout, looking after my health and fitness, how does that help what's truly most important to me? So if my highest value is growing my career um, and being disciplined and productive at work, how's getting my workout in? How's, how's counterintuitively taking an hour out of my work day yeah. to train, how is that going to help? my work, if that's the most valuable thing. And, and, and if you try to write down 100, 100 answers to that question, then all of a sudden you might be like, I need to get this workout in. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, don't see it as a hobby. Don't, don't, see, don't see your workout as, oh, here's something for me to do in my spare time, but see it as, actually, this is a key part of my job so that I'm better at my job. And oh. you could probably <laughs> say that for parenting. You could probably say that for everything. It's like, okay, I need to, my highest value is, is the kids. Again, I always feel a bit weird speaking about this because I don't have kids. I don't really know what it's like. But that, if that's what your highest value is, it's okay, well, how is getting my workout in benefiting parenting yeah. or kids? or and It's connecting it on a different level rather than just being, oh, I've got, I've got to go to the gym today. Well, actually, how about you align it with your values and what's important to you? And then it will just become part of your life. Mm-hmm. And you will fit it in because you have to, because of that reason. Yeah, it's, 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 it's linking what you, quote unquote, need to do with what's most important to mm-hmm. you. Um, and if you, can, if you make that link, then all of a sudden your workout is more important um, than it was before. 
But again, sometimes when I talk about this stuff, I don't want to sound like, I think we said in the motivation stuff, it's not like here's the missing link, get this. And it's not like we're all perfect, living (laughs) living the dream all the time. But I think definitely, definitely there's there's something there. Like what, figure out what's most important to you. Recognize that health and fitness is like a universal uh, energizer, you know, a boost for, for all of it. And then how do you link that to the thing that's most important to you. Right. Uh, I want to move on a little bit and talk a little bit about focus and how people can focus their attention, their time, and to keep themselves moving forward. Mike, you got anything for us on that? I don't know where to start. Um, From the top. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first thing, Here's, here's something that I think might actually be an original thought of mine, okay, and maybe not borrowed from someone else. So, oh, my God. So I'm taking credit for this one. <laughs> uh, clarity and calendar beat mindset and motivation. Say it again. Clarity and calendar beat mindset and motivation. And then so, I'll, uh, I'll just burst, burst your bubble and say every thought has always been had. It's been had. <laughs> but it's not just one I'm quoting from a book, okay? So I'm, I'm taking this one as mine. So, and, and let me explain it. I've had, I don't know, there, there's so much time that, that I've spent or people can spend trying to get the right mental state, trying to get their mind right, their motivation right, and things like that. And ultimately, what I find most uh, helpful is just to be super clear on what the next step is for me and the calendar part, when I'm going to do it. So, so many calls, like I've, I've maybe chatted with, with mentors in my business and the most helpful thing is usually what it's like, I oh, don't need to worry about all that stuff, just do this. Hmm. Here's, the, here's, the, here's the next step. And it might not be that person telling me what the next step is, but they might help me gain clarity on it. So I think, again, if you know, going back to bigger picture stuff, if you know that you want to have your mortgage paid off by a certain age, then there's a bit of clarity and you can chunk that down into, okay, so what do I need to do in the next five years or in the next one year or the next week mm-hmm. or today when I get up, what's the most important step for me to take? I think having the clarity is far more powerful than just getting your mind right. I guess we can link that back to you doing your workouts every day because I can't imagine you're motivated and excited to do your workout every single time. But because you've got it on the calendar and you're clear on what you're doing, it gets done. Well, that's... That's brilliant because what's what's easier to do, right? I, I go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and when I go on Monday, there's my workout written down. Chest. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to do drop sets, but but there's my workout, and you just know exactly when you're going and what you're going to do. Or I should go to the gym this week. And then when you go to the gym, you walk in, you've got no idea what you're going to you're, do. You're far less likely to go. Mm-hmm. And then add into the, the, the sort of reason of, of why you're going. And then there's another level of, of, excuse me, of clarity behind that. So yeah, if you know, how many, how many of our members come in and they're like, do you know what a massive difference for me is just how I've got the session booked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's calendar. And you know what the clarity is? They don't even need some. All they need to focus on is getting through the door because the coach tells them exactly what to do. Yeah. And, and it's so powerful, far more than, yeah. than, than the motivation mm-hmm. stuff. So, so yeah, that's, that's the focus piece. Or power power of um, for me, again, going back to 
just just before lockdown, I think. I never actually used a calendar. I never had notes. I never did anything like that. So that's me being completely honest. All I was clear on is that I come to work, I work hard, I study, and I would fit that in throughout the day. But then again, lockdown came. I had no role. I had no place, it felt like. So then I introduced a calendar. And then all of a sudden, my productivity level was increased. I was doing more, learning more. And, but still the same hours in the day. Mm. So for me, the calendar was a, a game changer on what I was clear on for the week. So why, so, going, going back then, so you didn't do calendars, you didn't have no. notes and things. Why do you think that was and what made the change over? I just never thought that I needed it. I just thought, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right here. Yeah. I'm getting what I need in the day, like probably bare minimum, learning a little bit, working, working out, still getting my downtime. Um, and the change came because I felt like my day wasn't full anymore and I needed to have a clarity on what I was doing every day or it just went to shit, basically. Excuse my language. <laughs> so that that, na- that nails the point, though, because the, the more deliberate you are living, then the more you need to plan and the calendar. So let's say there's an Olympic athlete that's like four years from now, I need to run or do this event or whatever. Five, five of if you include last year. Five. <laughs> so they need they need a, a clear plan mm-hmm. because here's where they're trying to get to, here's all the steps they want to they want to take. Mm-hmm. And they probably need a training calendar and a, a long term plan with periodization and, and, and everything. And every day has a role to play. Yeah. Take that with someone else who's just sh- drifting and has no goal, well then they don't need any calendar. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter what they do today. Do you know if, if what, what's that other line about like if you if you don't have a target, you hit it every time or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And so that's you aim at nothing, you hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it's just it's just knowing where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I remember like working in in a gym cleaning treadmills and thinking, nope, I don't want to do <laughs> this. I don't want to do this forever. Mm-hmm. You know. So therefore. I have to I have to take some steps, and, and what does that look like, and how do I plan it out? Yeah. Obviously, it's not all plain sailing, and as easy as we're making it sound, <laughs> there is moods and emotions and life, of course, that gets into it. Have you had any experiences with those, Mike? Yes, yes, I have. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I think do you know what part of that is accepting that that it's normal, trying to distance and. Again, weary, catching myself speaking about this as if like I'm some sort of expert because you could easily listen and think, geez, he must have a, such a planned and regimented and, and whatever, but like, no, I'm human like everybody else. I burn out, I crash out, I waste time. I take too long before I have a break and then I spend a week in the doldrums because I'm, because I'm struggling. But it's recognizing, it, it, it's recognizing this, this surface nature of emotions and the transient nature of emotions so i've i've had days where i've I've got up and in the early part of the day thinking oh i'm dying to i don't know how i'm going to get through this day and then maybe three o'clock in the afternoon i'm buzzing and i'm mm. thinking how how did that energy shift happen yeah, how yeah. did that change of emotion happen mm-hmm. but they're, they're passing i like to i like to liken emotion to the ocean which is an easy one to to remember because 
a Mike McDonald original <laughs> <laughs> because it's waves. Yeah. But actually what's happening on the surface, the waves are always going to come and go. They're not going to last forever. And what happens on the surface probably does affect the depths, but not in a, not in a, the same manner. Mm -hmm. Do you know, even if you're, if you've ever been swimming in the ocean where there's waves and you're getting knocked about in the surface, if you just dive a couple of meters mm -hmm. down, you find calm. And so if you can imagine that on the surface, you've got moods and emotion and ups and downs, it doesn't ne necessarily need to dictate what's most important to you that day of, right, okay, well, I'm going to go for my walk or, or do my thing. Ride the wave. Right, well, I love that. Ride, <laughs> Ride the, the wave. wave. Surf the what wave. was the first two emotions you mentioned? Transient and? Um, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> Begin with F, did it? Surface, I think it's, surface. it was surface, as in, yeah, as in it's, it's they're just on this. Yeah. They don't necessarily pass. affect the depth. They'll wash, they'll yeah. wash yeah. over. Mm -hmm. Lindsay, yeah. you got any emotional tales? <laughs> Woes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I think the same as Mike. I think it's, you need to sit with the emotion. You need, like Mike said, ride the wave, be at one with it if you like, but don't allow it to take over. Like just admire that it's there. Yeah, okay. Then move on. I, I think you've got to accept them. Like yeah, you definitely. go back to Patrick. Yeah. There's a, he got diagnosed with MS. There's a, yeah, there's a yeah. journey he has to go through. And even me last year with the, the COVID thing. So when COVID first hit, I was energized, I was hyper, I was doing things, I was motivated, I was like attack mode, mm -hmm. here I go. And there was a part of me that was a bit disappointed at things on my calendar that I'd lost, trips that were be planned and, and things like that, and not to mention the gym closed, but I was like, do you know what, everybody's lost something, who cares, let's get on with it, let's go. And after a while I got burned out and I thought, I think I'm gonna have to sit and try and like acknowledge some of my feelings of loss here yeah. and, and sit with some of the emotions. So we're, we're not saying like, it doesn't matter. Mm. And I think you've got to feel it, but you know, Patrick's just sat and said, I got this diagnosis. I had to go through all this stuff, but actually right now I feel like this. I'm and, and yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to feel something else mm -hmm. down the line. And, but no feeling lasts forever. I think that's, that's the, yeah that's the bit about it being transient, you know, and the, the come and go. And if we can accept that, do you know what I feel? I feel pretty terrible today, but maybe tomorrow I won't. Yeah. It's, it's coping with the ups and downs and still having your priority of what you want going forward. That's the thing. That's the piece It's not letting the emotion pull you too far off of, yeah. off of that most important thing Give, to you. Giving up what you want now for what you want most. Yeah. Yeah, or, or giving up what you want most because of because of a feeling that's going to last twenty four hours, or yeah. or maybe yeah. a whole week, or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just keep the goal. The goal. The, the the goal is to keep the goal. The goal. I think that's a Dan John one. <laughs> it is a not, Dan not John. Mike McDonald. It's not. No, I'm not claiming that one. <laughs> keep the goal. The goal. We've we spoke actually quite a little bit about time and obviously time management. I think we're going to get into that a little bit deeper in another episode, will we? Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks time. Yeah, a couple of weeks time. Look out for that one. So, so I, I guess this episode is just more about like let's live, let's live deliberately, mm -hmm. let's live on purpose, let's decide what's most important to us, and try and organize a life full of intention. And yeah, to do that, and if we can delegate the things that are less important, and that's probably probably going to be probably going to be a, a more happier and productive way to li live. But in a couple of weeks, we'll we'll dive a bit more into actual time management strategies. Mm -hmm. Brilliant.
That was a great summary. Yeah. Save me a job there. <laughs> anything you wanted to add in? No, Any, I'm... Anything... I'm, I'm good with that. I think we're good. Yeah. yeah. We're good. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you know what to do. Like, share, review. We only take five-star ratings, I believe. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Any review would be, would be yeah. a, a pleasure to receive. <laughs> pleasure to receive. And again, if you've got questions for us that you want us to answer in a future podcast, it is... Podcast at akrfitness.com. If you do share on social medias, <laughs> Lindsay... Energizing Life Podcast. Hashtag. No, he needs a hashtag. <laughs> and that's it from us. We'll catch you in the next one. Thank <laughs> you.